RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Be it life, business, sports, or any other facet of your life that you want to improve, Jim can help you become your best, most authentic self. Now, here is your host, the coach of champions, Jim Fannin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin, and I am excited to be here with you. There's a lot going on in our lives. There's a lot going on. Yes, it's the fourth quarter, so business quotas, they're on the table, reaching those year-end goals. That's a formidable challenge, no doubt about it. Uh, You've got the NBA going to China, having a dispute, freedom of speech. You've got international turmoil. You've got political unrest and division. Uh, There's a lot happening. Not all good, but there is a lot of good. And that's what this show is all about. This is America's most positive podcast. That's what we're about. It's about being in the zone, a purposeful, calm, positive feeling where you believe nothing can go wrong. And it's having that mindset with a blueprint tucked up under your arm that you've thought out very well, very judiciously, and now one day at a time, you're doing it. So how's your life? How is your life? And is it balanced? You know, most of us were very good, maybe even great, in one aspect or arena of our lives. It is this primary arena that most of us, well, we put all of our happy eggs in that one basket. We're all in with our career, all in. And when it goes right, relationships flourish, and other life arenas, oh, they fall in line in a positive way. But when things don't go your way, when things go wrong, you know, hide the children, board the windows, you know, all things can come unraveled. Some, you're all in with your sport. I mean, it occupies every part of your brain, every thought, races to this one special, devoted life arena. And with extreme dedication and focus, well, there's very little room for anything else. The world revolves around you. And others have placed the majority of their thoughts into raising their kids, while many are 100% devoted to a significant other or spouse. These dedicated and committed areas of your life, well, they can consume the average person. The average person has two to 3,000 thoughts a day. And we know with research that 65% of those thoughts are in natural chaos, just like a pinball machine, boom, boom, boom. You know, I, I wake up, I'm prepared to go to work, and I have a thought about my wife, or I have a thought in business about a meeting. In the afternoon, oh, I've got to go through the morning, and I also have a challenge with one of my kids, chaos thinking. So how do we have a balanced life? Now, I'm going to share a couple of client stories. Most of you know I'm a coach and been a life coach, executive coach, sports coach, mental coach for decades. Let me tell you about somebody. This guy's a great dad. He's got three boys. And with his wife, he's got a plan 
a blueprint for each one of his kids. He think, thinks about his kids daily, and he thinks of them as he's the guide, the teacher, the mentor. He looks at their future. He sees his kids thriving. He knows their shortcomings, and he nudges them daily, step by step, to a better place. Being the best dad he can be, it takes time, takes energy, but that's his quest. It requires patience, wisdom, understanding, and decisiveness. Above all, it takes commitment and consistency. And he's prepared, this client of mine. He's prepared to pay the price of sacrifice. He's going to do it for his kids. Now, that's not how most of us raise our kids. I mean, we we don't love them less than the aforementioned uh, person I'm talking about. We don't love them less. We just have a lot of life issues that intrude and even take precedent. It happens. Money, lack of money, marital disagreements, late nights at the office, two jobs, uh, nagging personal dreams that haven't manifested. All of this can get in the way. And, And it's especially true with children today and how they adapt and adjust to our ways because they can preoccupy their time and their mind with computers, iPhones, programmed activities. And it seems okay to sometimes just let their routines go, let them do their thing. We can do better. We know we can do better. But time's limited. Pressure can be intimidating to do it all. So how do we do that? Well, we need a plan. Here's another client. He's a devoted husband. He's a rare breed. He's loved her for over 25 years. His eyes never wander. His mind remains true, pure. There's no envy. There are no comparisons or judgments. There's no put-downs, none. Why? Because there is no other. She is his life partner. She is his life. Even though the world has become so complicated than when they first dated, their love is still fresh and it's vibrant. Shared vision brought them together as one and shared vision vision will keep them together, especially through tough times. It's a beacon for his and her next steps. Now, for most, the relationship Sometimes we put it on a shelf while the realities of life are at the forefront. Yes, we love our significant other. I love you. But we've slowly learned to take her or maybe him for granted. So what about me? Well, that's whispered. That's thought. Whispered from the lips of many spouses and mates, parents, kids, work, and community have all taken a chunk of time from your best friend your significant other. I know you want that precious time and energy for your beloved significant other, but where do you find it? Date night? Even that gets the cutting room floor in your reality show. So what do you do? Well, you need a plan. And then here's a business owner. Let's talk about career. With the ferocious competition, his challenge is even more formidable today than it was when he started his business positively influencing the thoughts of prospects, clients, 
team members on a daily basis? Well, that's a daunting task. Overseeing dozens of mindsets, that's an everyday activity. And with it comes the inherent task of managing other people's expectations with the reality of their efforts. And all of this is about getting your team on the same page. Is that easy? No, that's not easy. However, this person business has never been better. Best in over 20 years. Business is solid, and this person's on a schedule to crush his lofty goals. He's a business champion. You know, owning a business today, and businesses, you know, half fail within five years. And owning a business in today's economy, that's a challenge. It takes long hours, takes perseverance. Managing what's happening now with an eye on the near and distant future, well, that's a major juggling act. The mind of the business owner easily, easily can spill into the other life arenas. Balancing life, it takes time, it takes energy. You need a plan. But you know, this client, he's a golfer. He loves golf. It's been his passion for a decade. He he used to envision himself playing professional golf, but that wasn't a reality. But he still pushes to lower his handicap at every turn, and for a decade, he's chased the season-ending club championship. He's chased it. He wants it. And he spends a lot of time practicing, spends a lot of time on the course. He's a golfer. He loves golf. How do you juggle all of these arenas? And the person I'm talking about in each of these, it's one guy. One person's got his business act together. One person enjoys his hobby. One person has a great relationship. One person is the best father he can be. So how about you? You know, we place psychological safety nets underneath us to help fragile egos find a landing place. We have all kinds of excuses, all kinds of reasons why we don't have balance. Can you have it all? Absolutely, you can have it all. You can do it all. But you need a plan, and you need to segregate your life and those two to 3,000 thoughts into separate, standalone containers or arenas. And that's going to help you better manage your thoughts and consequently your life. Every one of my clients have compartmentalized their brain into their most prominent life arenas of their self, which is your wellness, sibling as the best brother or sister I can be, the relationship, your significant other, and even being a great son or daughter to your loving parents. And speaking of parents, it's being the best dad or mom you can be, being the best friend you can be, and being the best in business, your career, but also being the best in your hobby and your personal finances. And if you're a student athlete, it's being the best student, and obviously it's being the best athlete. Each of these compartments has thoughts that you really don't want to spill out into the other arenas. They need to be contained. All thoughts contained and well-managed 
into these individual buckets, when that happens, you're now going to have balance. Each of these invisible containers of thought, they either have a script or uh, they maybe they're alibied. It's your choice. You're a star, lead actor, co-star, player in these separate life pods. Each of them need strategies, tactics, and how you're going to interact with the other key people in that arena. And the people in each of these arenas, they're either positive or negative. How are they impacting you and how are you impacting them? And yes, people can be influenced, and that includes you, and hopefully in a positive way. Containing your future, past and present tense thoughts within each of these standalone arenas, that's going to keep life organized, and it's going to keep life balanced. Performing, simple, flexible script that you create, that you write. It's going to make it easier to achieve whatever you want than just winging it as it comes. Can you have it all? You know, when you're in your business mode, you've got your business game face on, you know that extra thoughts from family, friends, and even minutia that doesn't move the needle of your bottom line they can all just come into your brain. They can pop in without warning. But you can do this. The first thing is to understand these containers. And they're called containers, like these life arenas. They contain your thoughts. And if something negative happens in one part of your life, contain it. Contain it. Refuse to allow it to spill over into something else. And so when I'm at dinner with my family and I'm still upset about my PL statement that my CFO put on my desk at 10 a.m. this morning and I told one of my divisions what to do, we had agreed upon plan and it upsets me that they didn't carry it out, they disobeyed exactly what they said they were going to do, and now I'm talking about it at dinner showing my disdain and I'm upset and it spills over into my family and I ignore my daughter asking me for help with a homework assignment and I blow her off? I'm not saying you do that, but you know that's definitely possible. Life arenas. Can you have it all? This guy's locked in the zone. It's a major battle of epic proportion. It's being waged right now, mano a mano. The small skirmishes, they begin, they end, and throughout the night, one opponent after another takes turns to defeat him. And after 27 skirmishes, the war's over. He's the victor, and he gave up only five hits, two runs to the formidable competition. And he's mentally drained. Now sitting in front of his locker, this superior athlete, he's exhausted. Puts his head in his hand, swiftly reflects, evaluates on his brilliant accomplishment. That's the life of a Major League Baseball pitcher. It's the typical night of intense competition. Some games he wins, some some he loses. But regardless of the outcome, he began each performance by putting on a serious zone Purposeful game face, 
as he transitions into the spotlight of 40,000 people in the stands and millions watching on TV. All eyes are on him. Oh, many revere him. While there are those that passionately can't stand his guts, don't like his demeanor, are not happy with his performance and his overall look. Such is the life of a pro athlete. It is what it is. But now that his work's done, with adrenaline, glycogen, serotonin, dopamine, and other natural chemicals of peak performance that flowed through his veins, he's finally left with the competitive residue, residue that can easily last throughout the night. His mind can keep going. No, silently. He unhinges his jaw, he shuts his eyes, and he clears the intense, aggressive, and dominant persona from his mind. This modern-day Jekyll and Hyde, he's ready. He's ready to leave the locker room. He's ready to transition into another arena of his life. Hi, Daddy. How'd you do? Says his five-year-old daughter. Way to go, Dad, shouts his nine-year-old son. His daughter, his son, his loving, devoted wife, they're the loves, loves of his wife. He melts at the sight of his kids in the tunnel outside the locker room. However, both kids stand waiting for him to hug mommy first. Then and only then does he embrace his young brood. Yeah, he never violates the 90-second rule. If I've been away from somebody I love at least two hours... The first 90 seconds I see them has more impact on the relationship than hours and hours later. No, he looks her in the eye long enough to discern her eye color, that he's looked in her eye so many times. And if she's happy or she's sad, he reflects that to go wherever she is so that if she's low in energy, he can bring her up. And if she's fired up, he'll go right there with her. And then he turns to his kids. Yeah. Why does he do that? He's transitioning. First, it's mom. He's showing respect for mom, and he's training his kids how to treat their significant other 20, 30 years later. And the rest of the night, this world-class athlete, he's a model dad. He's a devoted husband. His awesome pitching performance, it's not mentioned. It's not discussed. The transition from ball player Superstar, poster guy for the team, transitions to family man. It's complete. And then tomorrow, he'll kiss his wife goodbye. He'll hug his kids. And then he's going to transition from family guy back to his world of intensity and brutal competition. Everybody has a transitional life. Some aren't very good at this. Some excel at this. And each time you transition from one life arena, you got to close the door, evaluate if need be, but close it before you open another. And before you enter the workplace tomorrow, take 90 seconds to put on your business persona, transition between working on your personal finances, visiting your mom and dad, meeting a buddy for lunch, going to the movies with your kids, having a romantic candlelight dinner with your wife, and playing around to golf. You got to transition between all of those so that you can be the best you can be. 
I'm telling you, when you spill negative emotions from business to home or vice versa, negative consequences will occur. It's the true champion, the true champion that does not drag one a life arena into the next. And as you move physically and or mentally between the various aspects of your life, don't forget, close each one with a positive. Leave the arena with something positive, even if that segment of your life's negative. Learn from it and move on before you open up another arena. Now, we've got a score check to check your self-discipline, your concentration, your optimism, relaxation, enjoyment. We actually do a score check uh, every show. We'll do that toward the end in the Zone Cafe. But uh, you may need to clear your mind. You may need to reboot, just turn your brain off, because this transition from arena to arena takes takes no more than 90 seconds. But you got to do it if you want to live a positive, productive and balanced life. Too many times I've seen pro athletes and business men and women fail to execute this transition. Pro golfer plays the front nine brilliantly. Scorches the course with a 32 on the front. Then blows up, implodes on the back nine with a whopping 39. He ain't happy. With no positive transition... Boy, he wants no part of fun family night. He grabs a beer, turns the golf channel to replay his lackluster play. He's not attentive. He's selfish. He ignores the cues that beg for a loving touch. He rebuffs the advances of his kid needing help with her homework. This is a non-transitional man. He doesn't get it. He's so much more than a world-class golfer, but he doesn't see it like that. So he gets in bed, and all he thinks about is the double bogey on 13 that sent him into a spiral of negativity. Oh, he's going to wake up tomorrow, and he'll go after tackling those demons again. But it won't be long before he's going to wake up by himself. (laughs) His family will live a 1,000 miles away. And his kids, oh, they're having a blast with their new stepdad. Did that have to happen? No. 90-second transitions could have saved his marriage, not to mention his bank account. Oh, and this true story, it's not over. It's a true story. It's a client. It's not over. Anger, frustration, impatience finally backs up like a toilet in his golf game. Takes over. Misses a cut, misses a cut, misses a cut, misses a cut. Can't miss the mortgage, though. Mortgages don't care. Expenses don't care. Misses a cut, and now he's not on the tour. No, he's relegated to the minors. And finally, loneliness and despair arrive. He's okay now. He hired a coach anonymously, and uh, yes, he and the coach are working on his new life. Simplicity, balance, and abundance. As we approach this fourth quarter, and we're in the midst of it right now, and 2019 is going to be uh, in the rearview mirror soon, soon. Is it time to change some of your routines in certain arenas of your life? It's not just putting this on a piece of paper and understanding 
that each of these life arenas that you have has a vision, your wellness, what do you want? But each of these visions have goals that are measurable and they need to be realistic. But check your routines of how you're going through your life. Many, many centuries ago, there was a peaceful tribe of people living on a very small island, and their island nation was abundant, happy, and every fall, right now, every fall, they had an amazing harvest, their little Oktoberfest, and they drank wine, they sang songs, and there were grandkids and grandparents and parents and 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 husbands and wives and what a celebration but this one fall a neighboring island of enemy came on to their soil burnt the village to the ground pillaged it killed a few people maimed a lot of others and sent them scattering into the hills of this island nation terrified Depressed, scared, upset, mad, angry, every negative emotion, the elders of this island that was attacked, unannounced, in a surprise, they got together and said, what do we do? And they all banded together, no different than what America did after 9-11. We banded together as one. We will rebuild better, bigger than ever before, and they did. And for a year, the village was rebuilt, and they were going to celebrate getting up from the ashes to rebuild and let their culture be vibrant like it had for centuries and two years in a row. During this festival, their enemy from another island came onto the soil, onto their beaches, into their village, burned it to the ground, raped, pillage, murder, and this time when they scattered into the hills and the enemy took all the spoils from their harvest, they went into the hills different. They were devastated and they didn't know what to do. A young Turk whose mom and dad had been killed in this melee stood up in front of the elders and defiantly said, enough. We will not run. We will not hide. We will fight, but never on our land again. Never. And he looked every person in the eye, and he said, go load your boat. Get your weapons. Get enough food for a one-way trip. Kiss your family goodbye, because we're going to fight the transgressors on their soil. And he did this so swift, so confident, that this young chieftain-to-be gathered everybody on the soil of the beach. They loaded their boats, and they set sail to their enemy's island. And it was an arduous journey, even though they were seamen and they were also uh, experts. It was still a tough journey, and reluctantly, His men were obeying him, and they set sail. And after this journey, before dawn, he gathered 
all the men on the soil of the on, on the sand of the beach, and then he told them something that alarmed them. He looked each in the eye again and he said, Go burn your boat. What? Go burn your boat. We will not retreat to the sea. We will live or be killed. There will be no turning back. Burn your boat. We'll come back with their spoils. They were overmatched, but with tenacity, guile, and surprise, they snuck up on their unsuspecting enemy and defeated someone much stronger and bigger than themselves. And they came back with the spoils of their victory. We all need to burn the boats to our past and move on before 2020 gets here and move on with conviction and determination. So if you don't like how things are going, burn the boats of how you've done business. Burn the boats of how you've been as a dad or a mom. There's a lot of iconic businesses that did not burn the boats of how they did business. They kept the same business model, Nokia, Xerox. Hey, how's Toys R Us doing? How about JCPenney? You been there for a while? Do you shop at Tyrac? How about Yahoo? How about MySpace? They didn't burn the boats, and neither did hundreds of others, and neither are many icons right now. They're going down soon because... It might be time to reinvent you. It's time to use your imagination. It's time to apply the golden rule. It's time to think only positive thoughts. And it's time to stop procrastinating, for goodness sakes. Invest in the future so you can reap the rewards right now. It's time to do a kind deed. It's time to walk the walk, talk the talk. It's time to go for it. Time to be heard. Time to make a difference time to be persistent. It's time to share. It's time to eliminate gossip, rumor, BS, and hearsay. And drama, get rid of it. It's time. It's time to live with passion. Time to treat yourself like a champion. It's time to tell the truth. It's time to act. It's time to remove the bumper sticker, think global, act local. You don't need a bumper sticker. Just do it. It's time to live in the moment, and it's time to look people in the eye, tell them what you want. It's time to have faith. It's time to boycott anybody that spreads gossip, rumor, boycott gossip magazines, and TV shows that don't matter. It's time to mend fences, time to heal old wounds, it's time to focus, time to Teach old dogs new tricks. It's time to get healthy. It's time to be patient. Time to be a good neighbor. And it's time that you start transitioning from one arena to the next and contain thoughts, eliminate negative thoughts. It's time. Is it easy to change routine? Is it easy to embrace change? No. You know, I asked one client to do one thing. They, they were reluctant about making some routine changes in their life. And I said, all right, you've got one thing I want you to do. Tomorrow, I want you to get out on the other side of the bed when you get out of bed. 
goes, what? Well, which side of the bed do you sleep on? Right side. So which side of the bed do you get out of the bed from? Uh, the right side. Okay, well, tomorrow you can sleep on the right side, but I want you to get off on the left side. Why do you want me to do that? I want you to do something different. I want you to shake things up. It's little changes. That'll help release fear and prepare you for starting a new day. It's time that we understand that the most destructive habit is worry. It's time that we understand the greatest joy is giving. It's time that the, we, we know the greatest loss is the loss of self-respect. It's time that we know that the most satisfying work is helping other people. And we need to know that the ugliest personality trait is selfishness and self-centeredness. And the most endangered species today, it's dedicated leaders. That's what it is. Our greatest natural resource, that's our kids. Greatest shot in the arm you can give somebody, encouragement. And the greatest challenge to overcome, it's your fears. And what's the most effective sleeping aid? It's peace of mind. And the most crippling failure disease, excuses. Tear them down. Excuses are for losers. That's not us. That's not you. And the most powerful force in, in life, love. Love conquers all. And, but the most dangerous pariah in life, that's a gossiper. And the most incredible computer, come on, it's your brain. You're sitting under it. Think what you need to think. Think positive. And the worst thing we can be without is a person, an individual, a family, a business, it's hope. Two most powerful filled words, I can, I am, either one of those two. And your greatest asset, well, it's free will, especially free will with positive faith. What's the most worthless emotion? Self-pity. It's time. Let's get contagious with our enthusiasm. And now, let's go into the Zone Cafe. You know, I discovered decades ago there are five markers that all of us possess. We have a higher low level of each of these in each of those containers or arenas that you transition. Self-discipline, that's a commitment to visions and goals. Strategy tactics, self-discipline. The second marker is concentration, the ability to put on blinders and stay focused when you're in one arena. Stay focused on the task at hand. The third marker is optimism. That's the glue that holds everything together. That holds your attitude together. That holds your dreams intact. And then there's relaxation, breathing six to eight breaths instead of hyperventilating, breathing over 20 breaths a minute. Relaxation, and then finally, it's all about enjoyment. So here we are at the Zone Cafe. Pull up in your car. What are you ordering? Now that you're going to burn the boats to your past and you're going to move on as we transition from 219 to 2020, what do you need? Do you need self discipline? Do you need concentration? This exercise, I do this weekly, not only with my clients, I do it myself. So if it's time to reinvent yourself, time to get your imagination going, 
Well, that time is right now. Burn the boats, everybody. Manage your score level. Ascertain the weakest link that's keeping you from being your genuine, authentic best self. And don't forget, transition as you go from one arena to the next. Takes less than 90 seconds. You can do this. And until next week, be in the zone. It's the only place to be. This has been America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Get more of Jim's knowledge, experience, and tips, as well as what's coming up on the show now at jimfannin.com. And make sure to follow Jim on Twitter, at Jim Fannin. This has been The Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.